The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ravel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Hello, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Uh, I forgot what we were for a second then. Um, This is our sort of deadline day episode, so we've gone full yellow. Um, mix, mix squeezed into that Victor shirt. <laughs> Did you need help getting into that shirt, mate? I didn't, mate. But by the time we've done an hour on here, I might need some help with my breathing. So uh, <laughs> let's just put it along a bit, shall we? <laughs> uh, Danny, gone classic rather than yellow. Like it? Yeah, always classic. And by the way, thank you for everybody who's in the comments section. <clears throat> but I've got a bone to pick with you lot. The one time I'm peer pressured into being positive and I say, oh, we'll win 3-0 and we lose 3-0. So, you lot in the comments section, I will be forever negative now and predict us to draw. Because funnily enough, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm in full gym white, <laughs> a yellow tie, suit jacket. Um, there we go. Switch. Special occasions, Mick. Special occasions. Cheers, Jeff. is a special occasion. <laughs> is it a special occasion? I don't know. Uh, I suspect this is one of Mick's least favourite days of the year. How do you feel about deadline day, Mick, as a general thing? I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. It gives Sky something to bang on about, doesn't it, for 12 hours or whatever. Same things time and time and time again, because not ever happens. So, whatever, I'm, I'm not interested. Don't care. <laughs> okay. Um, we are, for anybody listening on the audios, we start recording at 8 o'clock, and as things stand, there are no signings. We will talk about them if and when they happen. Um, but we will go through that. You know, We, we may have, for the first time ever, potentially breaking news on the podcast. That would be quite exciting. <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows, who knows, who knows? Danny, what do you think of deadline day? What, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't really start twitching about it until about half past ten. Because then when everything's been quiet the whole day and it gets to half past ten, it's like, mm, what's going on? 
So I, I don't know. I might, I might be a little bit like Warner. I want to get the majority of the business done early in the window. Then we can have a feet up on deadline day. But by the sounds of it, it might be a slightly quieter deadline day for us. Um, but there are a couple rumblings at the minute. But we're going to have to wait for that bit because we've got a game to review first. Yay. Let's talk about Sunderland. Yay. <laughs> I can tell you a fun fact about Sunderland. I was about to say Blunderland, but that were us. Whoops. Yeah, um, but yeah, up, up, up to the away end, it is 82 steps up to the away end at Sunderland. Did you count them on the way down? Well, I didn't, but we made it. <laughs> <laughs> it called them the 82 steps of misery. <laughs> yeah. So we all, we all went pretty positive. Um, to start with, five games unbeaten, daily any goals conceded. You can understand our optimism. Um, that was ill-placed, Mick, wasn't it? Turned out to be, didn't it? It did turn out to be. Um, yeah, we didn't get off the bus, no. basically. So, it is what it is, isn't it? Let's not... Um, you know, we've had, it, we've, had it, we've had it four or five weeks of essentially euphoria of performing like we've performed in championship. Um, if anybody thought that we're going to carry on for 46 games, then we're clearly, <laughs> clearly misguided. Um, or we're going to have bad games. Um, and we had one last night. Make no mistake, we had one last night. Um, it pulled from start to finish, really. So it is what it is. It's football. We do lose games. Every team loses games. Every team performs badly every now and again, don't they? You know? Is what it is. I suppose it is. Oh come um, on, come on! Look, cheer up for crying out loud, pair on you. You're right, miserable gates. It would just it weren't it weren't the matter. We lost three 0 because we've lost three 0 before. We've lost three 0 probably to worse teams than Sunderland. We will give them credit at some point. It was just the manner of it, weren't it? The manner of it and the manner of the goals um, was. I'm not necessarily going to say it's a concern, although it is a little bit of a concern that we have got that performance in us. Um, we'd never looked like taking control of the game, Danny. There wasn't really a five-minute spell other than when they were 3-0 up and made all three subs where we looked like we were going to threaten at all. I, I was really disappointed that we didn't put them under any pressure, really. You know, I'm inclined to disagree with you there, Matt. <clears throat> I thought in the first half it, we were quite evenly matched against them. Like they had a 15-minute spell, and then we had one, and then they had one, and it, it were a bit of back and forth in the first half, and there was that little spell where Washington and, oh, I forget who else it was, um, got a couple shots away, and if it wasn't down to the goalkeeper's position, we would have scored and opened the scoring first. Um, it's just that in the second half, I don't know what Tony Mowbray put in their drinks, but they just came out a different animal and absolutely mauled us that second half, and that's what won his game. Second half, we just didn't know how to handle him. We were at sixes and sevens at the back. And that's when they just took control of the game. But in the first half, I know I'm sounding a bit like um, Paul in saying this, in the first half, it was a, a very good game. We were very we were very evenly matched. But it's just in the second half, we just, we just couldn't handle him, really. If, if Ben Wilde scores, make if Ben Wilde scores that chance, which he probably he should have done better, but he should have made the keeper work harder. Yeah. Whether whether the keeper could have saved it is another question, but it was straight down keeper's throat. If that's a better shot, then we are talking about a different game. Because if we go one nil up 
last night on Wednesday against them, I generally think we'd have gone to win the game. That wasn't yeah. to be, obviously. But absolutely. I mean, I said I said to uh, to my missus while we were watching game last night. You know that Sunderland are like the Sheffield Wednesday of the North East, aren't they? You know, things are going well. They can sell the ground out. If we go one 0 up, it goes from thirty six thousand to eighteen thousand in an instant. Because mm-hmm. after them will leave. Um, so, yeah, but we didn't, did we? Ultimately, y- yes. Ben Wilde should have finished that. No question about it. Um, there were, there were uh, an instance when um, Fergie had the opportunity to get a get a shot away and yeah. he tried to play um, Connor Washington in which with, with a poor ball. Um, you know, there were, there were a couple of opportunities that we had, um, but like I said on the on the Twitter space last night, they basically out Rotherhamers. us. You know, they were more aggressive. They were quicker to the ball. They were just they were just everything that we've been all season, and we didn't deal with it. Um, so, I, why we didn't deal with it, I don't know. But I'm sure there'll be uh, one or two people working on that over, over, to, over the course of today and the next couple of days uh, because it has to be addressed. Mm. It does, yeah. We're going to go through when we win. We go through individual performances, so it's only right when we lose. We go through individual performances. There aren't many positives, so I think we'll save the possibly only positive for later on to pick us all back up in a bit. Um, I want to touch on Ben Wiles, Danny. He's been linked with Burnley all season. Since the, essentially since the last game of last season for Burnley, he's been linked with Burnley. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say he's been bad up to now, but I thought on Wednesday he was bad. I thought, again, it's difficult to say because you don't know, but I thought he looked well off it. It was just sort of throwing his arms up in air at times, like he was just frustrated. And I'm, you can you can read too much into that, so I'm not going to read too much into it, but he were well off. It wasn't the only one, but he's not got into gear yet this season, Wiles, has he? We've not seen the best of him yet. No, he's been he's been there, just not completely, if that makes sense. Like he's got into good positions and made good chances for himself. But like against Sunderland, I think he had the same one against I can't remember if it was Birmingham or, or something where the chances dropped to him and he's just not quite executed it properly. Like he's like 80, 90 percent the way being there. Yeah. Um, and we could put a tinfoil hat on and say he's unperforming until the window shuts and then suddenly he'll explode. Then he'll be the best player in the world. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it was just the second half, really, at Sunderland. It was just a frustrating evening, really. Um, but I, I don't think we should read too much into it with Wiles, because um, I think Burnley will leave him alone. Now We've got to... Current time's just gone 10 past 8. And I don't think Burnley will come in for him now. They've got three hours and will want ridiculous money for him. So I think that's a, a one that's dead in the water now. Unlucky Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. We've got a comment here from Jillian Simpson. who asks, is he off it because of the Burnley bids? And it's, I suppose it's a valid question because he's a kid. He's still a kid. Well, he's 22. Yeah. And he's been at Rotherham all his life. He's not like Connor Washington, for example, who was obviously older. Look, Connor Washington's been to seven or eight different football clubs. If he got linked to somewhere else, he's old enough and wise enough to deal yeah. with it. Wiles has never had that before. So I'm not saying it has, but it would almost be acceptable. It's not acceptable. You know what I mean? Understandable if it has affected him. It's going to be unsettling, isn't it? It's going to be unsettling for him because if you look at it from his point of view, we don't know what, one, what the value of the bid has been made, two, what the offer would have been to him. Mm. But you can clearly, you can 
absolutely expect that it would have at least doubled his wages, probably tripled his wages. So that's always going to be there in the back of his mind. You know, well, you know, could I have, could I be on 20 grand a week now? You know what I mean? Mm. I don't mean necessarily from a negative point of view and, but just the fact that he's going to be aware of it. Uh, And likewise with Chio, you know, these things can be unsettling. They don't necessarily need to be um, a massive issue. And I don't think they are a massive issue for either of them, but it upsets the balance a little bit, doesn't it? You know, or potentially anyway, I don't know. And and like you point out, Matt, he's a young lad. You know, he's got no experience of moving about anywhere. Um, Maybe he just doesn't want to go. Maybe he's worried that we are going to sell him if they come in with five million quid and he don't want to go. You, you don't know, do you? No. So, who knows? I don't think that's going to his performance last night, though. But you agree it was well below par? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. But the whole midfield was well be- well below par. The, the midfield was non-existent last night. Yeah, well. Um, it, I mean, I accept that Oli Rathbone ran about a lot. Um, and he got a few tackles in it as well. However, the, 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 from an organisational and a shape point of view, that that midfield just didn't didn't click at all, which is really surprising and quite disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, a few comments. Neil <laughs> Liversidge said it was his first away game in the years yesterday, and wish he hadn't gone. Just means you're not allowed to put in any more, Neil. You know how the, these sort of superstition things go. It works. You're banned. You come. You're banned from away games. Sorry, Neil. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve Steve Gwynn says it's a reality check, and I think that is that is. It's not. Mm. That's a, that's probably a positive way of looking at it. We knew we weren't going to get unbeaten. I think, although publicly none of us were getting ahead of ourselves, really. When you're laying in bed at night and you see Rugby United fifth, you can't not get excited about it. So I think it's good to have this. It's almost good as a fan to right, just remind us we are not going to finish fifth. This is where we are. Yeah. Um, I described it a little bit like um, the defeat to Fleetwood at New York Stadium. Mm. That were a reality check that yeah. we're not going to walk league one. We do need to put in shifting. And I think you could argue Sunderland's the same. It's just a little bit of a kick saying, nah, lads, you need to be on your game in this division or else it'll punish you. And Sunderland just punished us in 45 minutes. And, you know, to be fair to Sunderland, they have done very well so far and uh, look a lot stronger than they did last season. So, I'll hold my hands up and say, yeah, fair play. Um, but, yeah, just reality check for us. It's not an easy division, this. We won't walk it and, you know, stay fifth and, and all this. It's there to test us and to test our players. And mm. sometimes you'll lose badly, which is what happened against Sunderland. Sometimes it's a frustrating night. But then sometimes it's brilliant, you know, beating Reading 4-0 and they were top at league for ages until they got battered 4-0 by Sheffield United. And, I, I mean, I was saying this to my dad, who is a Sheffield United fan. Um, this division's strange. You know, it is legit. Anybody can be anybody. Yeah. Like, I've used the example of Reading, and it's um, <clears throat> the same with um, with Birmingham. They were doing well against, was it Norwich that they played on Wednesday? Yeah. They were doing very well against Norwich until again they fell apart and lost two one. It's just it's just a very strange division, isn't it? <laughs> very sometimes strange. you get battered, sometimes you do the battering, but <laughs> part and parcel for a club like ours in this division. It'd sum up championship if we beat Watford 2-0 on Saturday, wouldn't it? It'd just yeah, sum it up completely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we scored all the goals in the first half. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, that was our first goals conceded in the second half, which is it's not a blow, is it? It's just a stat, I suppose. That's that's now gone. We can't use that anymore. We can still use the Stadium of Night stat, and we can still say we haven't won at Sunderland. So those are in the bank for next time we play Sunderland, <laughs> whenever that may be. Um, yeah. Um, the back three, Mick. It's going to sound strange, but the back three weren't terrible, and no. that's the, the problems were in front of them and to the left of them, which we'll come on to in a minute, I suppose. Um, but the, individually, I thought all three were okay. It just was a shambles in front of them. Yeah, they were okay. They were left exposed at times, um, sometimes by their own doing, for, certainly for the goal. I can't remember which goal it was, but Wes Harding came out and... Uh, mm. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, he got... He got, he got, he, I think the, the, the player was backing into him, but he should never have been going for that ball anyway. Um, yeah. And backing in is allowed now. Uh, as we, as we, well, we, I'm, 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 I don't say that because of last night. I just say that because of every game that I watch. Uh, it's now that it never seems to be punished. Even mm-hmm. when a player's going for the header and up in the air, players still seem to be allowed now to back into, back in and, and who cares? So that, that, but, but he shouldn't have gone for that. Um, Woody were all right. Woody played all right. Peltier had a really good game. I felt I I question whether the booking in inverted commas affected him because uh, it was quite early in the game. Mm. It was it was legitimately one of the worst decisions I've seen all season to book him. Um, and. It, as a central defender, it immediately puts you under pressure for seventy minutes or sixty minutes or whatever, whatever period is left in the game. So, but again, ultimately they were left exposed, uh, and that was the issue. Hmm. No real concerns about them necessarily as a, as a back back three. Yeah, the concern is that Grant Hall didn't play. He should be back for Watford, hopefully. Um, Peltier is having we're having to play left hand side of a back three. Which I don't really. Another bit of semi criticism, Danny. I don't get why you're playing Peltier there when you got Jim McCart, who did well, very well against Morecambe not a week ago, just over a week ago, and you're playing a right side of player there. You've got a left side like ready, and when McCart came on, I know the game was dead, but again he did okay when he came on. I, just, I didn't really get that because he's clearly match fix. He played last week. Mm, I think um, the <clears throat> I think the way I can wrap my head around it is by saying that. Peltier just knows the division a bit more. Mm. Like, like he could be saying, "Oh, why we sign McCart if we're not going to play him in the championship from from the start?" But I think with McCart, he just needs to just learn like the the clubs a little bit more. Like, probably just needs a little bit more time in the classroom for championship sides and how their forward lines operate because he's not played at this level before. Which Peltier has, so he might have been the and we'll go for experience over youth and. Getting rid of the ball, but unfortunately, it backfired. You know, yeah. one can't get it right every time, can he? And you could say Pelsier being there maybe didn't work as well, but you could say that about Ferguson on the left hand side. But then you could say, well, we didn't really have the left side option because Bramall's out. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a strange game of chess, that back line at the minute. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Um, Danny's brought him up, so let's talk about Shane Ferguson. We talked about this on the on the Twitter space last night. Mm. I love Shane Ferguson. I do really like him, but he was awful last night. And I, and I can't find a way to sugarcoat it. 
that was for me that was easily his worst game for Robin United. Um, but but I can forgive him because he's been good so far this season. But it, it was below miles below par for Fergie by his yeah. bar. Yeah, it was. It set the bar very high, didn't it? Um, and last night he didn't get anywhere near it. Um, so that's it. That, that I mean, that that's literally the well, that's the comment in it. You know, because you know that next time it will be near it, mm. unless there's some injury or illness causing him a problem. He's not a confidence player. He's, he's, he's Shane Ferguson. He's far too experienced for that. You know, so it, it, bad day at the office for, for the lad. And I'm sure he, he more than anybody else, recognises that um, and will be very, very keen to put it right. So, yeah, poor game. Move on. Frustratingly, he, he created one of, I think, one of the best chances of the first half. But if he put a cross into somebody, I can't we put a cross into. It was a really, really, really good cross. Yeah. yeah. Nothing came mm. from one of the few crosses in the first yeah. half. Um, but yeah, I can't remember who were down the left hand side. Were it Gooch? I don't know. You didn't know any of their players? No, I've heard of that Pritchard blow before. I mean, Ross Stewart, top scorer in League One last year. It reminds me of a second rate Barry Bannon. You're funny you mentioned that, Mick. I, <laughs> I was one of the last ones in the away end. And. Um, Woody was having a word with Pritchard and I went, you tell him, Woody, tell him he's a B-Tech Barry Bannon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Woody heard me, but he sort of looked at the away end and clapped. It were a bit, oh no, he's heard me. Oh dear. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have heard you from all the way up there, Danny. <laughs> I'm, I'm loud, leave me alone. I, I said to the referee, blow your whistle so we can go home and he did. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we should buy out, again, we, we might as well get, sit and get Sunderland credit for five minutes, Danny. They spent 10 million quid reportedly on Jack Clark. That'll include add ons, obviously, but they spent 10 million quid for Jack Clark, who was excellent. Ross Stewart is what was one of the deadliest strikers in League One. He's now showing it in the Championship, to be fair to him. Um, Gooch was very good. Uh, they're a class team. They are, they're going to be nowhere near relegation places. Yeah, unless they have an absolute catastrophe and just don't click. Now they've brought. Tony Mowbray in, which is a very good appointment for them, I have to admit. Agreed. I think Sunderland will be all right now. But you say they've spent 10 million quid, and if it's around that for, for Jack Clark, we're just a club that can't compete with that. No. You know, but Sunderland is a big club. I wouldn't say they're a massive club anymore, but they're a, they're, they're a big club and they are able to swing the weight around. Sometimes you get it wrong with like spending six million on Will Grigg and then not playing him. Um, <clears throat> but from what I've seen so far, the ten mil on Jack Clark, Jack Clark, will probably be worth it. And they've got a very good striker in in um, Ross Stewart. Even though Sky bang on about him all the time as the Loch Ness Drogbird, it really winds me up. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll be all right this season, Sunderland. I think they're just trying to get revenge for the five one at New York. Yeah, um, we'll which, if anybody stole my stats tweets, is our biggest ever win over Sunderland. So they're a bit right. We'll show them. It's like, uh... yeah, we'll let them have that. Um, mm. Mind the transfer update. Uh, Stephen Humphreys, who Rotherham had inquired about at the beginning of the window, has left Wigan. Uh, he has joined Hearts on loan. Mm. Um, to be fair, Mick, why would Wigan give us one of their players? I know we gave them tilt last season, but why would they give us a striker when, in theory, us and Wigan should be battling it out? It, it, it wouldn't have made any sense had he come to us, I don't think. No, if he's not good enough to get at Wigan's side, he's not good enough to get on our side, is he? 
Can you say that about other people? Well, I can if you want. Tell me. Woody would deem not good enough. Woody would deem not good enough. But where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not going to be bringing a striker, are we? Let's be fair. So let's 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 just let's just put that to bed before half eleven or eleven o'clock or whatever. It's not going to happen. So. I don't know. I mean, I don't, no, I'm, knowledge. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm just pinning me out on that one. <laughs> um, I mean, he didn't really go too far. We just said, we just asked if, uh, well, we just inquired about him. And I don't know how long the Hearts loan has been rumbling on. Um, but Hearts must be paying more of his wage to Wigan. So, yeah, maybe he wants to go to Scotland. I don't know. So. Oh well, don't, we don't cry over spilled milk. It's like we Ashley Fletcher and um, yeah. oh, what's he? What's he called? Uh, the, the midfielder we wanted uh, went to Stoke. What's he called? Oh, not Smallwood. Small. Yeah. Is it small? A small bone? Small bone, I think. Yeah. Imagine that Rathbone and small bone in the same midfield. <laughs> but anyway, we can dream. Yeah. But yeah, we just we just can't cry over spilled milk. We've missed out. We move on. And to be fair, he's going to heart, so we've got Europa Conference League. So he's going, he's going mm. to play European football. Why would he have yeah. chosen us, potentially? So. Same with, uh, with Ross Sykes, leaving Accrington into the Belgian mm. side, and they're in the Conference League. He's like, yeah, fair play. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, like we found a positive. We found a positive. Cal Briggs says, not uncuffed, but he's played better on the left-hand side. He felt hats off to him chasing the ball down when the game was done. Yeah, he had a tough time against Jack Clark, to be fair, Danny. But for the most part, Jack Clark scored late on, uh, scored the goal late on. But I thought Norton Cuffey was excellent again. Mm. Yeah, he was. For me, he was just best player on pitch. Yeah. Like not 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 to criticise the whole team because we're not about that. We don't bash our team because we love our one. team. No, I, I, I love the team too much to completely tear into him. Mm. Um, but. For me, Norton Cuffey was the only one who properly turned up. Like he grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck and gave his all. Uh, exactly the same that he did against Birmingham. He just grabbed it and gave it his all. And it was very dangerous. He was dangerous mm-hmm. bo- down both flanks. And um, I think deploying him on the left late on in the game was, I know he sort of had to do it because I think Ferguson had gone off by that time. But to put him on that left hand side when they're left-sided player was already starting to blow a little bit. He did get a lot of success down the left-hand side. Um, so he is a little bit of an Aussie 2-2 character that he can play on both wings and he can alternate wings as well. And, yeah, deserved man at match from our point of view, I think. <laughs> from the two that the club put up. Yeah, that were a bit, oh dear. We're, we're, oh, we've not done well, have we? If there's only two of them. Uh-oh. To be fair, I think in the past when we, when we played poorly, they had put four up and they just get sticked, don't they? So you may as well mm. just stick a couple up and save the stick. Um, yeah, that we may well get. Um, Scotty Price, and this is a semi valid question as well. Semi valid, apologies, Scotty. It's valid, it is a valid question. I'd like to know why we have started playing out from the back. We're caught every time, ball wasn't sticking up front, it was a bad bit. Let's just move on. Yeah, we've started playing ball out from back, Mick, yes, on Wednesday. What, what's all that about? We've moved. I think Warney's been talking to Russ Martin, no, Swansea. No, I think I think it it were it were worth it were worth a try. Every single ball that went upfield came back. Every That's single true. one, without exception. You know, it weren't sticking up front and it weren't sticking in midfield. Why would you carry on? 
doing the same thing, try something a bit different, I guess. Um, but again, that would have just been a sticky plaster, weren't it? I, I suppose um, over and yeah. over and over all that bad performance. So just it's a plan A, plan B, or plan C, or whatever, isn't it? Or a, at least an attempt at one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jerry Ann Simpson, Danny says, Danny, her kids said the best thing about Wednesday, the game on Wednesday was being sat in front of you on the coach. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, we've put this off for 27 minutes. Let's bring, let's get on to it. A referee question for Mick. Any thoughts on why we had four players booked and Sunderland had no bookings? Um, yeah, we said on the last podcast it was it was Robinson. It wasn't Robinson. I know Matt Gowen and Cohen said it was him, but it wasn't him. I've, lo- I've looked at a picture of Robinson, and it's a different guy. I don't know who refed us last night now, but it wasn't Robinson. It was a, it was a different guy. Um, but, Mick, he went back to last season's interpretation of the rules. Every foul was soft. The bookings were, particularly the Peltier one, was a complete joke. Um, this was a throwback to yeah, I mean, two years ago in the Championship, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Harrington. Yeah, Tony Harrington. It was Harrington. Harrington. Who we had before. Uh, it was a bit of a clown, anyway, as, as we as we know. Uh, I mean, in answer to the question, I, I know what. I, certainly, I know why one of them were booked, and, and, and that's Dan Barlasser. Can't do what he did. You can't I throw the ball that. on the floor and then shouting at referee. Fully accept that. That were a booking. As far as the other three bookies are concerned, I genuinely, honestly, hand on heart. And I don't care which teams were involved in, the, in those incidents. I have absolutely no idea at all why any of the other three bookings happened. None whatsoever. The Peltier one was just embarrassing. It was just utterly embarrassing. I mean, it, 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 it well, it, it was shambles. We said this at the beginning of the season when we talked about refereeing and the, and the, the, the edict to allow the game to flow, to we, accept that it's a contact sport and and, and all this, we said it at last four or five games. Game five for us, or game five or game six for us, and it's gone. It's done. We were back to the stupidity of of every time somebody falls over, we're going to give a foul. Um, I felt, and again, this is just my rather United inferiority complex. I felt that it was very much influenced by the crowd, mm. very much influenced by that. Um, but but yeah, I, I have no answer as to why the other three bookings were given. None whatsoever. Just bizarre. Yeah, Tony Harrington has refed us a couple of times. Mm. The most notable one is Norwich away last time in the championship. Yeah, that's the one with the, the yeah. Clark Robertson header being disallowed. Yeah, uh, for no apparent reason. He did also ref us in the Swansea three-one loss at home, but I can't remember anything on that one. Um, well, I, can. I can, I can. The, that that was the um, assault by Ayu on Ben Wiles's thigh. Yes, it was, and the elbow into somebody else's face after he'd been booked for the red card challenge on um, Wiles. Yeah. The elbow into somebody's face that he didn't get a punishment for. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's Mr. Harrington. Look at me remembering stuff. Remembered it. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, Danny. Anything, it was a throwback two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <clears throat> it was just frustrating. Uh, I don't know how much 
the Sunderland fans that heard this, but in the away end we were chanting, you're not fit to referee. And yeah. quite clearly because he's not updated his rule book, has he? I don't know if he's not arrived in the post yet or something, but he just needs to reread it, I suppose, because it's changed now. Um, and <clears throat> Chris, yeah, yeah. It hasn't well, changed, mate. Mark my words, <laughs> Mark my words, no. We've got we'll an extra Premier League cup coming down to New York Stadium. They will be throwing themselves on the floor and they mm-hmm. will be getting free kicks. I, I'm telling you now, and, and listen, I'll be happy on Sunday night to, to sit here on this podcast and go, you know what, I was wrong. I was wrong. The referee got it right on Saturday. But I can I, I, absolutely no way is that going to happen. The only difference is we're close to the pitch now, so we can actually give him some and just not complain in the atmosphere like we did at Sunderland. Yeah. Um, but Chris, uh, Tether, is that his? I'm sorry, I can't, I'm shocking with surnames. Chris, we'll, we'll say Chris. Um, it brings up a very good point. Balassa getting booked did cause a third goal because, like he says, mm. he would have brought Clark down, but he couldn't touch him. Yeah. And with Balassa, you, you, like we said, it's just been a frustrating night, and for him, it just boiled over. Yeah. Did it? The Barlas has shared our annoyance at that referee, I think, and unfortunately he's been booked for it. It's weird. I thought, thought Warney were going to get booked at one point as well. It's like, oh, now then. When you see one of your players get booked for doing something like that, you kind of put your head in your hand and think, oh, what did you do that for? Why did you do that? And do you know, I was cheering him. I'm thinking, yeah, you're absolutely right there, Dan. Absolutely right. Get him told. <laughs> Anyway. So Woody had a strong word with ref after the game as well. It's like, yes, Woody, you can't be sent off after the game. Well, you can, but just yeah, <laughs> you can't well, ultimately, ultimately, it had no bearing on the result. Really, uh, no. the overall result, uh, we lost that game because we were poor, um, not because the referee were poor. He was just poor, um, and, and it was kind of another kind of wake up call for us to to remember to remind us that we are in the championship um, because. Up until up until this point, with the exception of Gavin Ward, we've had the refereeing's not been bad for us. No, it's, it's not been all right for us. Mm. Um, but I guess that's possibly because we've been on the right end of some bad decisions as well. You know, they've they've they, I suppose they maybe they've balanced themselves out so far this season, but they've got a long way to go to balance them out for for the for the treatment we've had over the last three times we've been in this division. A long mm. way to go. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, let's see what else we've got. Yeah, poor referee, poor referee. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just frustrating. I don't know. Well, honestly, not not sure what else we can say about it. To be honest, is there anybody else you want to pick out, Danny, for any positives or all negatives? Um. Kelly looked a goal threat when he came on. I thought mm. he was going to score at one point, which <laughs> I can't, can't remember where I've seen it. There we go, Cal Briggs. I really wanted Kelly to score and all the away fans flood the pitch. I mean, good luck, because it's at least a 20-foot drop from that away end <laughs> to try and get onto the pitch, and you have to go through Sunderland mob that's on bottom tier. But, yeah, I think it was probably the closest Kelly's come to scoring since oh, since Swansea, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, but again, he's just waiting for his goal. But I think <clears throat> with Kelly, as soon as he gets his goal, he'll bag a few, I think. Uh, he's just getting it over the line. Same with Wiles. As soon as Wiles actually bags a goal, he will get a few in the following games. But it's just breaking the duck, really, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Um, 
Let's have a look. Ray Smedley says, do not think we've mentioned the three players. Um, do, do not think that the three players mentioned about transfers, Wiles, that bar last year, all had bad games last night. I don't think Chio, uh, Chio didn't do well because he wasn't helped. Washington, again, didn't couldn't do anything. He wasn't helped by, I accept, Barlasser and Wilder had poor games. Um, but I wouldn't lay, lay any blame, particularly Mick on Chio. I mean, what 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 was what was Chio and Washington meant to do last night? They had no help, did they? No, they didn't. They didn't. I, 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 no, I don't see any. I, I wouldn't attach any blame to them at all. Um, that they didn't get any service at all, um, and when they did, you know, it was it was too high. It just wasn't the right service when it when the ball got up there. So, now, look, there's no need to lay the blame at anybody's anybody's specific store, is there? Uh, the team know the team know that wasn't good enough, and they'll be up again for it on uh, on Saturday. Let's 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 draw a line under it for me. Mark Gamble says they could have been put trying to put off potential bidders. It's a very, very valid point. That's very tinfoil hatty, that, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> an expensive um, <laughs> three points. It's an expensive uh, way of doing it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Three, three points there, but anyway, whatever. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Uh, Julian Sims says Victor didn't have his best night. Uh, just seemed to watch the third one go in. Yeah, yeah possibly. One of them went between his legs. The first one just sort of went through a bit, and it was it was just took the ball. The shot was too quick for him to get down. It just yeah. sort of ended up going a bit underneath him. Um, but again, they, they should have scored five minutes early, shouldn't they? They had a free header in box, which went. I think it hit post. Well, they, um, they did another QPR, didn't they? And uh, and trying to trying to trying to take people out in row Z for for most at first. Yeah. Half. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Cheer up. Cheer up! Come on. <laughs> we need new signs to cheers up I think that's what we need uh, come on Sam Todd come on <laughs> I know we've got this on in the in the, uh, in the media suite with your teas and coffees come on <laughs> it's time for a tweet <laughs> yeah, it is the only uh, rumour solid rumour we've heard is the kid coming in from Stoke uh, who is apparently Robbie Hemphrey daily record sports got on the reporting um, that Robbie Hemphrey is set to join us from Stoke, he will be third choice keeper. Um, so it's certainly not something to get excited about, but potentially one for the potentially one for the future. Um, before we move on to Watford, Danny, and we'll come back to transfers hopefully at the end of the show. Is there anything else you can help us or tell us with that has got any uh, substance? 
Um, I'm not too sure about what I can say, to be honest. Danny, you've got about an hour and a half, mate. So I know. Um, <laughs> well, there has been rumblings on Twitter, take that as you will, um, talking about the Robert Smodgrass rumour coming back. Um, so, I, I don't know, maybe Wardy's been clever about it and he's waited until deadline day to see if he's available and then to bring him in now that we... Probably need a little, a little bit more experience and a calm-headed midfield after the uh, Sunderland game uh, because I don't think we looked very, um, how do I word it, um, championship aware in mm. midfield. Like They've, they've got experience yeah. in this division in midfield with Barlasa, Lindsay and Wales, but we need someone who's been there, done it on multiple occasions with multiple clubs and has still um, come out of it alive, if you like. Like and, a midfield uh, Brant Hall. Yeah, yeah, like so, we've got the defensive options, and they've been there, done that players, and we've got it up top with with Tom Eaves as well. So he's a more of a been there, done that player as well. So we just need it in midfield, <clears throat> I think. Um, so that might be why we're looking at Robert Snodgrass again. Um, he's a mate of Lee Peltier, so Peltier might have been worn his ear going in, and he's good. Bring him here. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. I've seen some people saying, oh, I've, I've seen him at the stadium this morning. And it's like, we took his time to sign, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. he's, a, he's a free agent, so that could be done tomorrow or today, mm. if it is getting done, that is. Um, what else has been cooking at New York Stadium? Um, I think you're right, Mick. I don't think we'll be signing a striker. I think uh, that goose has run off. We're not going to get that one. Um, purely because both our options have gone elsewhere and we'd have to start from scratch and redo the list and we've just probably not had time to do that but we're, we're, I think we're happy with the signings we've got so far Warren is certainly happy with what we've got so far um, and all I can say is I hope Paul Davis has got back from his running time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, We'll see, we will we probably got 20 minutes or so um, of this episode we'll see We'll see if anything comes through um, in that time. Let's move ahead. Um, formerly Premier League, Watford are coming to town on Saturday afternoon. And if you thought Sunderland was tough, Watford could potentially be tougher. Cubs could not be, but it could be. Um, we'll always start with ref watch because Mick likes it. Lee Doughty um, is the referee. Never rings a bell, but I've looked and I can't find anything particularly controversial. Um in his time refereeing us. He last refed us in the 2-0 win away at Bristol City two, two years ago. I think Smith got at least one or two of the goals at that point. Um, what uh, I've not sure, not updated the screen, but his, his referee is never... Watford had never won whilst being refereed by, refereed by him. I mean, I was on it twice. Um, that's a something. Um, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything to add on him. He's only left us four times, so he had much time to balls all up. Um, Size <laughs> another try for him. Size another, another go for him to try and get on our mixed hit list. <laughs> you, you just you do me a disservice, you know. You make it look as though I I, I, I don't like all referees, and that's just not true. Okay, which ones do you like? Well, I can't name any. So. <laughs> oh, that's a good start. I don't like him that much <laughs> to know the names. I like Howard uh, well, but Howard's nice because he's supports oh, Rotherham. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So there's one. That'll do. There's one. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, a couple of stats ahead of the game. Ollie Rathbun's next appearance will be his 200th league career appearance. Um, and Ben Wiles's next appearance will be his 150th league appearance for the club. Wow. Uh, which again wow. is a ridiculous number. Not bad that is it for a lad of his age. Mm. Yeah. Um, the stats are read similar to the Sunderland stats, to be honest with you. We've uh, lost our last five against Watford. We've not won it. We've not beaten them since February 2003, which was eight games ago. Uh, and the last two games at New York Stadium against Watford have combined 6 1 to Watford. Not to us, obviously. <laughs> um, the, the caveat to that would be that they. Four, we lost 4 1 last time in COVID, and it, I think it was the first game after our second COVID outbreak. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think they battered us really, but we were never at races from that, that game, from what I remember, Mick. Um, no, we weren't. No, I, I don't remember watching that, and we, we, we really did struggle, didn't we? So, different team, different set of circumstances, uh, different ground back at New York Stadium, uh, where the atmosphere will be. Uh, Will be loud. It would have been louder had we managed to uh, get something out of last night's um, yeah. debacle. But never mind. You know, we'll uh, we'll see. Yes, mm. we will see. Uh, right, we are going to find out some more about Watford. So we're going to have the scouts report. Bring up Danny's going to you know do his transfer, text some people while we do this. Um, see what we no, I'm going to get. Out. I'm going to get my crystal ball out. Oh, and you worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after our wonderful intro, we will be hearing a bit more about Watford. We'll see in a few seconds. Uh, Carl joining us from Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. How are you doing, Carl? Hello. Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. A pleasure to speak to you. Um, so, Watford, uh, you've still got your same manager you start the season with. To start, that's a good place to start. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's a surprise, isn't it? I know. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock to us as well. But um, I think we were, um, as a supporters group, we, we were desperate to, to make a change there, you know, for, to try and explain it to anybody outside of the club, what's, you know, how that operates and how that works or what the business model looks like is... Is awful, um, and you know, you, and you know, you guys know yourself. I mean, you, your manager's been there six, six years, mm. longer maybe. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, stability at the club it's it's, it's really important. So um, it, I hope the club give um, Rob Edwards enough time to, you know, to, to do something. If we don't go up as well, you know, I really mean that. Mm. I think we, we we need to stick behind him. Yeah, I remember there's something they, they made they made an effort to him. It wasn't just sort of oh we'll pick him up because he's available. They made an effort to go down to Forest Green and say, right, this is a, looks like a good yeah. upcoming. Yeah. Upset Re- really Green upset them it. as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really upset them, yeah. So um I, I said to a mate of mine, I said, You, you guarantee we're gonna get them in the FA Cup or the League Cup this season. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, they weren't happy, bless them. <laughs> and start as you start being, it seems like it's been solid, uh, not spectacular but but solid mm. enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, not enough goals, in my opinion. You know, when whenever you speak to, you know, having a podcast similar, whenever we we are somebody who's kind of the Watford players you look out for, it's always João Pedro, Saar. Um, and when you've got a front three um, like we have, you'd hope there'd be more goals. There hasn't been. Been a you know, if we've if nicked wins, really nicked a point at West Brom. How we got away with that, I'll never know. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's it's been a steady start, and, and I think Rob's trying to bring in a different way of playing, a different formation, and it, it, and trying to get his best team. I don't, I honestly don't think he knows his best team yet. So sticky start, but yeah, we're we're in a great position. You know, if you if you'd given me that at the start of the season, I, w- I would have you know taken your arm off for it. Hmm. Yeah, and I suppose with the transfer speculation about your front three that started the season, we we sit here. Just over two hours to go till the deadline, so you're probably keeping yeah. what you've got. Um, but I imagine the manager's not known from one week, one day to the next. Is Dennis gone? Dennis then goes. Joao Pedro mm. was going to go. Now he's not going to go. I can only imagine how difficult for that manager that can be. 100, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Dennis, we kind of all knew was going, and I think very, very early on, the club made it quite known that Dennis was going, um, and. If you look at the business they've done, it's it's a fabulous bit of business. You know, three million quid to bring him in and sell him for twenty plus million plus the add-ons. Uh, you know, I would have I would have driven him up there for that. <laughs> quite honestly, to to Forest, so they're they're quite welcome to him. But yeah, Sar Sar's been heavily linked with a, with a move away, and and again another one that we all felt was happening. We all felt he was going, but um, a couple of contract issues, and he, he's a bit of a stroppy so and so. So I don't think he always uh, always endears himself to, to other teams when he goes up for interviews or whatever. But um, the, the big one for us was João Pedro because no mm. nobody ever felt João Pedro was going to leave um, and that the club were going to kind of build around him. So for him to be linked so heavily with Newcastle um, has been a, probably a bit of a, a stressful time for Rob Edwards, you know, to try and... There's a couple of games he hasn't been able to play them because as far as anybody was was told those players are going so it's it's been very unsettling so it'd be nice once this window is um shut or closed or slammed or whatever it is now slammed yeah. slam shut yeah uh that we we can get on with get on with the season really mm-hmm. um i have to ask you about the the 15 million sale to loan back and i get um, this might be a completely unfair question because you may not no 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 go it. for it i i know a little about this so yeah it's cool. interesting go for it it sounds dodgy as anything um mm. it, it, but is it as dodgy as it sounds? Do you think, or is it? Well, look, it's like within the rules, isn't it? Yeah, it's within it, it. You know, if the rules are a straight line, it, it right up against that <laughs> that that line. I mean, it, for 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 the guys that you know, any any fans that don't know, our, our owners have a second club, um, Udinese in Italy. There's always a little bit of um, mafia feel about them because we, you know, for so long when they first came in. I think it was something like 15 to 18 players turned up from Italy. You know, we turned up at a pre-season game and there was probably more players than there was supporters. It was <laughs> it, it was chaos. Um, so there's always been that that loan element. You know, we, we've um, we've transferred so-and-so to Udinese for an undisclosed fee. It's kind of like wooden dollars, you know, in a sense. Yeah. It's the same bank account, I suppose. Um, the, the, the difference with the deal for uh, Kamara camera should I say is that's actually to free up a little bit of money and I think that the SAR side of it is where that comes from so the, the SAR deal was supposed to happen and there was supposed to be X amount of money coming into the club that deal fell through hasn't gone mm. the, the way probably the club thought it was going to do so the only way to sort of um, get some funds in and probably to get SAR a new contract I think that will get released probably fairly soon mm-hmm. is, is to free up some some funds um, and the only way to do that was transfer somebody out, move a load of money into a 
the Watford account for that mm. transfer to happen so that we can then offer the uh, the deal. I think Watford's a little bit uh, in, in a problem zone with the financial fair play side of it. If we don't get out of the, if the division within mm. sort of two, three years, then we might find ourselves in a bit of a, a predicament. But we, we've been in the championship before with the owners and, and sell close to the win. We've, we were called Loneford for quite a period of time because that's all we did we loaned everyone um but yeah so it, it's it's a little bit you know it does feel there's a few envelopes exchanging hands but hopefully not <laughs> yeah you know these managers you keep uh, you keep getting rid of you are yeah. actually smacking them they are going somewhere else aren't they not not worried yeah no well I, I haven't seen any working behind a kiosk at half time or anything like yeah. that you know selling pies or <laughs> anything there's, there's not, none of that yeah it, honestly I, it's embarrassing it, it was embarrassing it's it's terrible you know every time you turn on talk sport or uh, anything like that it's what for the stuck to number manager and you go through the list and uh, we, we we played a game the other day with someone that you know name all the managers we've had since the potsos turned up and it, it's hard it's really hard to think about who's been in you know we had um mckinley for two three days oh, it's like <laughs> Bonkers, bonkers, madness. Um, tell us what you did. We know we know Sar, we know Pedro. Is there anybody else that sort of stands out? You thinking, well, right, they're they're going to be ones to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a couple in there. Um, I, we, we've, I really like in Chowdhury from Leicester. Signed I'm him. Signing that. Yeah, yeah, really impressive. Um, he's probably not. Um, he, He's a ball-winning midfielder, I call him, and um, likes to get his head up and have a look around. He's never going to beat you know, four or five men and, and put it in the back of the, the net, but uh, he, he very much tries to dictate the game. And he's uh, the last, especially against Middlesbrough, um, he really came into his own and started to look look like a real, a real decent player. So, so he's, he's one to watch. Um, there's a, a striker called uh, Bayo that we've signed, big physical specimen, French uh, French African descent mm. brought him in, um, and just a, a real physicality up there. Mm. Um, there's also a couple of players that we haven't seen, but we hear a lot of um, Davis that we've, um, we've brought in from Aston Villa, another striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's been he's been ill, allegedly COVID, possibly. So I'm not sure if he'll he'll be involved on Saturday. And uh, House as well, a centre back um, mm. again from from Villa. So there's a, there's a few in there. Um, but there's also a few a few dodgy ones that you know if Tom if you see Tom Cleverley's name on the pitch or, that, or Dan Goslin there I, I, I'm going up to that game I might just turn around in the car if I see the team sheet. <laughs> yes, um, give us your prediction. I, I know your prediction, but let me know what. what <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go on uh, yeah, but now there's two other people here. Now I feel like a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> if I say it now. So, no, I, I, I don't know. I think I was really surprised with your result, uh, your last result. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I, I generally think I generally mean this. I don't think many teams will go to Rotherham this season and win. I think I think that's that's the key to you staying up this season. Your home form, um, so mm. it, it will be a tough place for them. But I, I just got a sneaky suspicion about us because the manner in which we beat Middlesbrough and, and we were poor, but just to get that win and that little bounce, um, and hopefully with a few of these players coming through, um, I've gone for a three-one win, which is massively sounds arrogant and confident, <laughs> and I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. And it will probably be the other way. You'll probably stuff us three-one, but. 
<laughs> um, I don't know. I just got I just got a feeling about it. That's all. Fair enough. I hope you're wrong. Drill, thank you for joining us. Uh, if anybody wants to join, you're doing a post-match Twitter space on. Yes. Just where they can find that if they want to join. Yeah, them. so it's uh, it's dnsye underscore podcast um, with, with Twitter. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing a, a, a sort of match reaction straight after the game. Probably, I say straight after. Uh, probably about sort of 10, 15 minutes after the game. But yeah, we, we try and get away fans on, encourage it, just for your opinion. So no, it's not Arsenal TV, so don't worry. It's all about it's all about us to get it. football fans, really. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I do wish you luck for the season, guys. I really do, and I hope you stay up. I really do mean that. It's a, it's a good club, Rotherham. And I went to I was I was telling you, Matt. I went to your old ground um, with the running track, and God knows what it was. It was bloody cold up there. So I hope yeah. it's I hope it's a little bit warmer in your nice new uh, shiny palace that you've got. Oh, well, you'll love it. New York's doing a great place to watch football. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Carl. Have a good and good luck for you the rest no worries, of the season guys. after Saturday. All the best, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you to Carl for doing that. Uh, we'll come to our predictions in a little moment. Danny, no transfer updates? No, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Come on, club. It, 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 it doesn't help that we're in contact. Has swanned off to the pub to watch the Man United game. It's like, bro, what are we doing? <laughs> That's not good enough, is it? No. Um, yeah, let's move on. So, how are we going to set up, Mick? What changes can you see? Uh, it's difficult to know because Humphreys, Cameron Humphreys will probably not be back. He may be available, but probably won't be back for Saturday. They'll probably mm. save the Sheffield United game. <clears throat> so, then what do you do? Because Woody will have played 290 minutes or 180 minutes already. And we know there's only a two-day Twitch round or whatever it is, having travelled back from Sunderland. Mm-hmm. What's the back you going to look like? Because Grand Hall should be back as well. I should point out. I, I think it's too 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 close to call at the moment at this stage. Uh, we're so far out. Uh, you'd like to think that Woody will play um, and, and possibly bring... Um, uh, the lad whose name I can never remember, McCart, back in, yeah, uh, on that left hand side, um, and possibly even Peltier on the right, uh, and 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 give Wes a rest. I, I, I'm saying that I'm a big fan of Wes Harding, but I thought he, I don't think he had a particularly good game the other night. Um, hopefully Bramall will be will be fit, but even after his poor performance on, on Wednesday night, I still wouldn't have an issue putting Shane Ferguson back there. I still yeah. wouldn't because I think he he will know that he's got a point to prove. But I suspect Bramall will start because we need that pace. Um, but we need some physicality at the back there. That's the key because they're, they're, they're big, strong lads up front with some pace as well. So um, uh, it's not a decision I want to make. I'll be honest. I've not really not really nailed any colours to anybody's mask there ever. <laughs> no, that was pretty useless, that to be honest with you. Thanks pretty for cool, that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, come, uh, any more assessments you need, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Danny, can you be any more specific? What you think? Um, <clears throat> I can see Fergie coming out, um, but that's only if Bramall is starting yeah. fit, if you like. Um, I mean, the, the, another bit of good news that we missed out on from the Sunderland game is that Cameron Humphrey's injury isn't as bad as we first thought it was, which yeah. is brilliant. 
They've said uh, he might even be in contention for the Watford game, but Warnie has said that might be too soon. But we, we thought he'd be out until the international break, and yeah. now he's already in, in contention for Saturday. It's a bit. Ha, ha, has has God brought his healing hand down to Callum Humphreys, and that's how we stay up this season? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yes, I don't think Humphreys will come in. Uh, we might. I don't know. We we need a little change at the back. I think like Hall's. Already been confirmed that he will be fit enough for the Watford game, which is good. So I can see him mm. coming in. Um, but other than that, like like saying, Mick, I think it's a little bit, you know, where do we change it? Mm. You know, we don't, mm, we'll have to wait and see. The issues the other night weren't there. No, they weren't. Yeah. But it's, but it's minute management again. It's, it's, it's game management. Woody, yeah. Woody can't. Can Woody really play three ninety minutes in a week? Although he is having a week's break after. Because then I we've suppose, not got yeah. a midweek. But if you push Woody and he does his groin or something and he's out for six mm. weeks, you, you're screwed. You, you lose your captain. Yeah. Um, do we need to be big and physical? You know, I, I know uh, Carl said that they've got Keenan Davis, but he's not he's not playing, as he, as he mentioned. So do we need Woody? Would you be better off having some pace in there, a little bit more pace than Woody's got because you've got Sarah and Pedro who are going to be a bit nippy who can get in and around him a little bit. I'm not saying Grant Hall's that much quicker, but he's, I, I, he's obviously going to be a bit quicker. Could, could potentially do McCart, Hall and Harding at the yeah. back then if we want in a little bit little bit more pace but still have your, you know, your, your stand-up defenders, if you like to call them that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if we're wanting to counter pace with defenders who are a bit quicker, then McCart, Hall and, and, um, and Harding. I think, mm. yeah, potentially. Would you expect to see um, not and Cuffy make again yeah. similar to Woody? I know he's at the other end of his career, but you still need to manage these minutes from these kids. Um, could you see him starting another ninety minutes, or could you see Wes moving out there? Because we are going to need to be more defensive probably on Saturday. No, I can see, I can see him starting. I can see him starting. I don't see any issue with that. To be honest, it's it's the midfield we need to look at. For me, um, but yeah, no, I can see Norton Coffee starting. I, I don't see, I don't see a problem with that. Okay, fair enough. Let us move on. But Power UK says it's the donuts that Humphrey brought in um, that are helping with the healing. Some <laughs> <laughs> birthday donuts in, didn't it, for everybody? Um, Power UK says he thinks tomorrow, well, Saturday's game will depend on who's fit for tomorrow's training and for Friday's training. As long as he says he hoping Bram, hope Hall Bramwell will be fit, and Cuffy Pelty and McCart Bramwell, and maybe we can squeeze a one 0 so we could be more defensive. Mm. Um, Scott Price moves on to the midfield and says he likes to see Jamie Lindsay back in the starting eleven. Mm. Yeah, Danny, but who would you drop? Because you're not dropping Rathman really. Cause I don't think Rathman's done anything wrong. It's one of the other two that have been poor on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just. Uh, the, the only the only time we've sort of seen Lindsay being interchanged with someone is with Rathbun, mm. um, so pro- probably that, and then bring Rathbun on later in the game, at because of his pace and you know his Jurassel uh, Bunny sort of attitude, that could potentially work. Uh, but we bring Lindsay on, there's a bit more of a, you know, a terrier in the middle of the park, if you like. Mm. Uh, that could complement Wiles well if Wiles starts. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I could see, I could see Lindsay coming in. I think. 
Hamadou K, Jillian Simpson, and Brian are all set to drop them wilds. Um, which uh, Mick shook his head then. <laughs> um, but if you're going to drop one of the three based on performances, I know Barlasser wasn't brilliant the other night, but for me, Wiles was worse. Uh, I would be dropping Wiles over Barlasser. Can I, can I just say here, first of all, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. Okay. So this is not necessarily my view, um, although it's probably a controversial one. We like the, the one of the major issues on Wednesday night was that midfield had zero shape. There were no shape to it, and as a result, the whole team lost lost its shape. Ollie Rathbone, brilliant as he is to watch, is all over the place. And he makes that midfield, he can make that midfield, I'm not saying he does all the time, but it can make that mid- midfield look just a chaotic place to be. Mm. Is there an argument to say, bringing Jamie Lindsay and uh, to assist in keeping that better shape in that midfield, uh, that midfield three? They are very, very similar players. Jamie Lindsay is far more experienced at this level. And as a result, Ben Wiles isn't going to have to be chasing all over the pitch, trying to trying to get trying to retrieve the ball. Dan Barlas is going to get more time on the ball because there's more there's there's more structure to that midfield. I don't know. I don't know. It just it's something that I think we should be giving some thought to personally. That's just my view. Um, and like you said, bring Ollie Rathbone on as the game's winding winding its way down to um, to, to to put some pressure on. The opposition, but we need to gaffer that midfield. Fair enough. Uh, Pamela UK says that Wiles needs to get his head straight, been off it for a while. What do you think, Danny, in that midfield three? Uh, you've got sort of four to pick from, uh, really, haven't we? Mm. I personally would go for Barlasser, Lindsay, and Wiles. That's my three in the midfield. Mine as well. Okay, I, I I would drop Wiles for Lindsay and put Rathbun and Lindsay in there. Um, we're going to be out without the ball a lot. I know we need to keep shape, but we also need to make sure we get at them as well. Um, put them under pressure. They'll we know what these teams are like. In the with all due respect, they're not going to like rather than putting it up. Are they? They're just not. They're not. But the 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 other point to be to be made there is that Ollie Rathbun will get a yellow card. Yeah. Did he get one other night? No, I don't think he did, did he? I don't think I, mean, I can't remember. I can't remember who got him to be honest with you. Uh it he will get a yellow card because the, the these teams know how to play in inverted commas, players like Ollie. And I don't mean play football. No. I mean play. Mm. Um Jimmy, Jamie says, but why does Wiles always get a free pass? He's been average. He's been at most average but starts every game. Is it's there? The reason is is because the talent's there. We, we know he's got it. He just hasn't shown it yet. I think Warney's trying to play him. And I think it's you could say the same about Scott High, where Scott High keeps getting brought on. I think he's just trying to play him into a bit of form. Mm. Um, mm. I think uh, Brian Allen says he sees mixed point, but does still think he needs dropping. They, he, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it should happen, but we've seen it before where players get dropped. They come on as sub in that game and just to set the world alight. Mm. It happens, doesn't it? Mm. I'm not sure Wiles is that type of player to do that, uh, but it could happen. We could see that. Um, uh, it's a one bad game. 
He yeah, hasn't had a bad game. He's, he's been average all season. Oh, we're banging on how good he was against QPR. Say again. We're banging on how fantastic he was against QPR, asking yeah. why he weren't man at, why weren't top man at match list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had one good game. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not saying it again while he's back. Because like, no, you know no, how much no, I love no, 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 no. I know, I know, but, but out of the four midfielders, Lindsay Wiles, Farlasser, and Rathburn, Wiles has been the one that's been least there this season. Don't agree. Scott <laughs> <laughs> um, Price asked any news on Kyoso? No. Uh, it was out for 10 weeks, I think, when, it, when he got injured, um, which certainly puts him after the international break, which is at the very, very end of September. Mm. Uh, hopefully, he has the healing powers of Cameron Humphreys. We'll just wait and see <laughs> about that. Um, thoughts on strikers, Danny? This is where it becomes what do you do because the strikers were ineffective. But was it their fault we didn't cross the ball, we didn't play the ball properly to them? So does that mean we should still keep them? Or does Kelly earn a start? Maybe Eves? What do you think? Um, I'd say keep it same because it, it won't really the strikers themselves because they still work themselves into those positions. I did have... I mean, we say, we say Wiles has been average. Even one of the two people who had a shot and target against Sunderland, the other one being Washington. Um, like I said before, the strikers were ineffective because the whole team was sort of just not together, especially in the second half, so they didn't really get the service they need. But we've seen what that strike partnership of Chio and, and Washington are capable of. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, for me, I'd say they start. Yeah, to be honest with you, I completely agree, Mick. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. jury's out on Tom Eves for me at the moment. Uh, I know he's not fit, so I, I, I'm just not sure at the moment. Um and and Kelly just needs more experience. Kelly's a good impact sub. Um, these two have started to, to to form a really good working relationship. Didn't work the other night, but they got zero service that, of any kind. Um, and and the, and the um, Sunderland defence really really just snaffled them out. Um, Sunderland knew what to expect from us. Sunderland did their homework on us. I don't think Watford will do their homework on us that to that degree. I don't think Watford will have any expectations other than to come here, play football about and and and, and walk away with three points in the back pocket. Um, I'll be surprised if they give us the respect that Sunderland did. Might be wrong. Gonna... You might be. Um, yeah, you've got, you've got Rob Edwards there, manager. He's, he's an experience. He won the title at Forest Green. I think that was his first season in charge of in professional football, I think. Yeah, um... but it's only Thursday, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I'm not this morning. It's only Thursday. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We'll see on that one. We'll see on that one. Um, let's do predictions. Uh, I have said one-one already, so I'll stick with my one-one prediction. Give me if you give me a draw now, I would certainly take that. But we're at home, um, so who knows? Mick, what do you think? <clears throat> I'm going to go to one Rotherham. Was that two one? Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, two one. I, I think we'll 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 sneak two in, one. but it's going to be hard. Okay. Fair enough, Danny. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn off the. Uh, the, uh, the comments on the side, so I can't see them. <laughs> so I'm not influenced. Um, 
if we turn up and we click together and it and we say to about Sunderland, it were a kick up the backside we needed, I can see us beating Watford. I really can. I can see us sneaking a goal and putting in a defensive performance similar to maybe QPR, right? However, mm. if the Sunderland game has got to us and we haven't reacted accordingly to it, I can see Watford winning fairly comfortably, like 2-0 sort of comfortably. Um, so, my prediction will be... Shall I go positive or shall I go and be an arsehole and say other one? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know you know what's great? I'll go for, I'll go for 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Sort of positive. Like it. mm. <laughs> but it's positive after the Sunderland game, so... <laughs> True. It is, yeah. Harvey Kerwick says the same. Uh, Jonathan Simpson says nil nil. Kim here with one one one. Sorry, Ios Ethan says two one. So does Jamie Scotty Price uh, as well. S six formula says one nil with Washington. Uh, Cal Briggs says nil nil. The automatics are still on. Let's keep our chins up. I suppose they are. Mm. Connor Simpson says two nil towards Power UK one. Uh, Mike Miller two nil. Sean Green one one. Uh, Michael Hurts also says one nil. Um, if you put one nil, I'm assuming you mean us. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Thank you all for watching, listening. Subscribe if you haven't already. We're approaching 700. Uh, please do subscribe to the audio, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find yourself listening to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Mick, you can go change your shirt. Oh. <laughs> and I'm gonna take my tie off. Uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure. I will see you on Saturday. All right. See you on Saturday. Mick, I'll see you Saturday. You will. Thank you, everybody. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.